Are you ready to make 2017 the year you transform your life? You can wait for something to happen or you're actually going to decide to go, go home after this weekend to do something about that. We all know that we have a very, very limited amount of time on this earth. So let's not have repeated years. Live your own life. Make the choice, make the decision for your own life. Fear is where you develop courage. There's a moment going, holy crap, all right, I'm gonna do this now. The wellness breakthrough is coming. And so you actually have that choice every single morning, every single day, every single moment to decide whether you're gonna live it to the fullest or not. Join myself, Marcus Pierce, and the wellness guys, Damien Christoph, Lawrence Tam, and Brett Hill for two nights and three days of transformation at the country place. 10 acres of breathtaking rainforest in the Dandenong Ranges of Victoria, February 17 to 19. It's each and every single one of you are gonna support each other in your journey, whatever that journey is. Couples discounts available, limited spots remaining for all information and to watch the spine chilling video, go to thewellnessbreakthrough.com. Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to Backchat, exploring the five pillars of health with Dr. Paul Bergamo and Dr. Anthony Coxon. Welcome to Backchat. My name is Paul Bergamo and it's great to be here on our next podcast. Backchat is about being your best. It does this by exploring the five pillars of health. It refers to being your best in thinking, moving, eating, sleeping, and also your neurology. Today's Backchat covers all these pillars because we are doing a 2016 wrap, which will cover all 16 podcasts that we've run this year with, of course, the only one person that's been our co-host. Anthony Coxon. G'day, Anthony. How are you going? I'm great, Paul. Could you believe it? 2016. Here we are right at the very end. Are you feeling tired? Um, well, you know, I've had a few days off and so I've really... How's your Christmas? Your, your so- Christmas was lovely, but still, yeah. I'm actually kind of working through this year. So I'm, I'm having a February holiday instead of January, but I am having some days off and it's it's nice to just put up the feet and just sort of relax and enjoy some downtime with family because it's been a busy year for Backchat, hasn't it? It has been, and uh, Christmas does fall on December 25 every year, doesn't it? As far as I'm aware. It has since I've been alive. Because anyway. why does it seem like with Backchat, with our work, with everything, it's just all crept, us, crept up on us like it, like it does every year? There you go. It's uh, been and gone already. But what a good year it's been. And uh, today we wrap it all up because uh, there's a lot of people that may have missed some podcasts along the way. So we're going to basically, in the next 30 minutes or so, hit the highlights of, is it 16 shows? We did 16. Absolutely. This is the 16th? No, this is the 17th. This is the 17th. Okay. So we we have had a busy year. (laughs) So shall we get into it? Absolutely. Far away. I'm going to start. Go for it. Dr. Peter McGlynn, chiropractor. Many years' experience. I think he's even older than you and I. No offence, uh, Pete. Uh, but his um, his interest is in public health, and he's developing uh, and working on his PhD in that area. And he's had a lot of experience working over in Papua New Guinea and understanding how he could have a reach that's far greater than his just his own practice. So uh, he was talking a lot about uh, the importance of collaboration, yes. how that we can't be all things to all people as uh, as healers and 
and, and professional health people uh, and how we have to take in that model of public health and how we can use that in a, the right context in private practice. And it's tricky, isn't it? Because when primary care, we're in our own practice. We're not in we're, we sort of represent public health in a, in a small sector, don't we? But we're not representing, say, government policies and all those sort of com- components, but we're an important cog in it and how we collaborate and connect with other practitioners and other uh, health entities is so important. I guess so. And it's the, the private practitioner that can really, you know, hone in on a specific individual context of public health that may affect the patient in front of them. So uh, that's what that was about and a great podcast. Fantastic. Now, but chat number 18 was with Dr. Carla Renato. Yes, indeed. Now, Carlo, as we both know, does a lot on dizziness and vestibular rehabilitation. And I know that he spends a lot of his week on his PhD, which is on vestibular rehab. And uh, when we're talking about this area of, of uh, imbalance, we're talking about uh, dizziness, lightheadedness, that affects more people than we really think, doesn't it, Anthony? Yes, and for our back chest listeners, of course, the vestibular apparatus is that inner ear, our ability to sense balance. We use other senses to to, to understand balance, but uh, that's a very, very important one. And, you know, very, very common conditions like benign positional vertigo. Um, you know, you roll over, your ears uh, your, your ears um, have a, a small crystal inside them that go to a spot where they're just not supposed to be, and all of a sudden you can get severe dizziness. So he was talking about that and a whole lot of other concepts and ways in which people can keep their balance right into their older years. Well, it's also, yeah, the rehabilitation, wasn't it, you talked about, the vestibular rehab associated with it versus perhaps when, when we're older we have falls and then what do we do? It's, it's, it's a bit late. We can actually do some work before to try and increase uh, abilities to stay upright and uh, then when there is a fall, do some rehabilitation, try and fix it so it doesn't reoccur, which is an exciting area, and I think falls and uh, dizziness is going to get uh, bigger and bigger as uh, as our populations get older. Absolutely. We know that one of the uh, great tragedies that can happen to an older person is a hip fracture, and the two important ways that you uh, prevent that, one is to keep the muscles strong because when you have strong muscles, you've got strong bones, but the other one is to keep your balance right so you're less likely to fall in the first place. It's those kind of uh, injuries that end up putting people in nursing homes and often they never get out of them. So it's really about prevention and how can we build a strong balance just like how can we build a strong body. Now, Backchat 19, our daughters were very interested in Backchat 19. They were, they were, yes. This was chiropractor Tim Robards and, of course, um, our listeners might remember Tim from The Bachelor, the very first Australian bachelor, a handsome debonair guy he is, so he's uh, a... <laughs> But he's more than just a pretty face. Uh, he's uh, a pretty smart guy. He's got a, 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 a Bachelor of Applied Science in Exercise Physiology. He's also, of course, uh, as I mentioned, a chiropractor, and he's got um, a really interesting take on exercise. Yes, he, he's got the, the Robards Method, he calls that. He does. He? So that's his, his app. So if you want to uh, check that out um, on, your, uh, on your mobile device, it's Robards Method. So it's all about indoor-outdoor physical activity, more body weight type of um, exercises. And it's a it's a, a natural formulated progress where you start at one level, you master that, you go to the next and go to the next. And uh, I really quite liked his, um, his three, because of course, most of our um, podcasts, we ask people, what are your three take-home tips? Mm-hmm. I liked his sweat every day, be prepared to take up the challenge to move to the next level. And one that we hear so often, movement is good almost no matter what and how many times in with how many podcasts have we heard that that's right it's it's almost a, a central theme one of our pillars uh and so important in everyday function and gee we see a lot in practice where it's the opposite don't we anthony 
well, this is it. The day-to-day lives are very sedentary and um, it's important not only to get having some kind of structured physical activity but also some uh, very unstructured physical activity. Mm. So those incidental movements and that might just be that, you know, every time you answer a telephone you stand up or you – Walk up the flights of stairs instead of instead of catching uh, the lift. Walk to work instead of uh, instead of driving your car. Whatever, however, you can build that movement into your every day. That's obviously a real key. Now, Anthony, we've been batting with some very intelligent people because our fourth uh, presenter here is also has a PhD. First, you know, these guys uh, we only pick the cream of the crop. That's right, exactly. When are you when are you, when are you going to do your PhD? Uh, I'll get back to you on that. Right, okay, very good point. Same here as well. Back to you. So we had Dr. Richard Chambers, who uh, has, is a clinical psychologist, and talked about uh, mindfulness and how it influences everything we do. And you know, mindfulness is a such an important theme in a lot of our podcasts, hasn't it been? And it's uh, we hear it a lot now. But he was, uh, am I right in, in most my recollection, right in that he was the first to do his PhD in mindfulness or PhD in meditation? I might have to go back and listen. Yeah, to that podcast, I, don't wanna, I can't quote you on that one. I'm not exactly sure off the cuff, but, but um, he, he's a pretty interesting yeah, guy. He had a lot of great stuff to say, and of course, we went through our, um, you know, our, our practical portion. That's of, right. Of that podcast. That's right. We've so done a few of those now. We have stopped. Stop the car when you listen to, to that particular section, but that was really lovely, wasn't it? It was good. It was certainly add another different dimension to the podcast. And he also has an app as well, so he does. a meditation app. And that that look of uh, in your as you roll your eyes back, <laughs> what was it called again? Okay, you will have to. Okay, maybe you could just Richard Chambers. Well, po- back, back chat twenty, you back chat it? twenty. You can go back to back chat podcast number twenty, and it's all going to be there. It's all going to be there. Uh, so a fantastic. Well, I think it's been used through Monash University and um, well used around uh, different faculties. So excellent to check into that, but. I love the way he talked about the importance of pausing in a busy day. Yes, absolutely. And are we just, we're on the, you know, we talked about earlier, Jesus, Christmas, it's come around the same time every year, but are we running out of time and that yeah. ability to pause? And I don't know, I recognise with certain people who have checked in their lives and stopped doing a few things and pacing themselves a bit better, having pauses, maybe doing some meditation at the start of the day or end of the day or just mm. grabbing a book, those little Little punctuation marks, those little commas in a day to break it up versus just going from uh, start to end really fast. I like the way you said that, actually, just having a comma in the day. That's exactly what it is. And I, I liked also Richard's approach there where, you know, obviously the, his app is a very, you know, useful device to sort of, you know, to teach people how to go through this mindfulness uh, program. But he also said it's not something to be reliant on. This is something to teach you how to do what eventually he wants you to be quite intuitive uh, with not necessarily having to be hooked up to your mobile phone to, or or other suitable device, but just this is a teaching uh, aid to get to the next level. I really like that. And you know what? After that, we turned 21. We did. That was our 21st birthday party, and our we're, 21st we're, podcast. It was amazing. You know, we, had the, we had the balloons, we had all the celebrations, the birthday cakes, and we thought we'd done pretty well after 21. And then we interviewed a guy who's done over 400. I mean, where was I kind of felt a little bit in awe. I don't know if I was in awe or depressed or thinking, God, I've got so much more work to do. We're going to have to get together and do this more often. But uh, I, I must say this was certainly one of the podcasts I really enjoyed. In fact, we enjoyed it so much. Yes. We got him back twice. We and did of course, a we're talking about um, chiropractor and naturopath, Damien Christoph, 
and he was talking about food mythology. We went through a lot of topics, didn't we? Do you remember? Well, we topics? wrote them all out. We said, okay, you know, how much water, too much water, gluten-free, is that important, is it not? You know, protein powders, um, energy drinks, paleo, not paleo. We, we went through so many different things. I think it was probably the, I would describe the chunkiest yep. of the uh, podcasts we've done. If you were ever going to go back and I need to listen to that again because I've forgotten this and forgotten that, yep. I reckon that's the one. And speaking personally through the clinical interest group that we do for CA National that we chair and, and that uh, Damien's a part of, it's one of his big passions because there's so much information out there that is distorted, inaccurate, yep. not true. And I saw him come out to the fore in this podcast yes. because of his passion because he's actually a bit frustrated as well on the other side of the fence hearing some of those misnomers mythologies that are out there and he really in the in the double podcast tried to set the record straight and did a great job i thought he did i mean let's face it there are a lot of man, man food manufacturers out there who are pushing products um and you know the, the, the lines are sometimes blurred as to to what is accurate as far as uh, information um some of the things that um i, I really liked were his um his uh always in and always out foods so okay. he basically sort of says okay what's what are the foods that are in all fruits all vegetables, all good quality proteins, including eggs. Yes. Gluten free grains and raw nuts and seeds. They were the in his uh, shopping trolley. The ones that were out was the that the, these types of oils, the the rice, canola, and heat extracted oils, yes, yep. as opposed to the cold pressed stuff. Cold, yep. uh, soft drinks, not a big fan. Anything with lots of numbers, lots of preservatives and uh, additives. We talked a little bit about uh, uh, Steva. So yeah, a yeah, natural right. yeah. um, uh, sweetener. Uh, he's a big fan of it as a plant, which is, uh, you know, is green and bittersweet. Not such a fan of it in its uh, sort of uh, manufactured white powder yeah. form. Yes. And take it easy on the alcohol. So a few glasses, no problems, but uh, that Italian red wine, just, you know. In moderation. Stretch it over uh, at least a couple of days. How'd you go Christmas Day? Yeah, so what he also <laughs> talked about, <laughs> but I also like his three um, wrap-up points. I really yes. like these ones too. Yes, is, no. You know, after thinking, because we talked, we went into so much detail about, you know, all these different topics, I thought his three take-home messages would be, okay, here's the most important things to know about food. Then he did a qu complete 180 mm -hmm. flip around and said, first thing, stress less about food. So after, you know, where, you know, I could imagine that if you're, if he was a lecturer and I was a student, I'd be writing furiously down yes. all these sorts of things. And then at the very end, he said, look, everything we've said, just don't stress about it anymore. <laughs> it's almost like it's not going to be on leads, the exam. <laughs> leads you there and they go, okay, no, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, right. yeah. So, gotcha. so great, great. And number two, cook less. Okay. That seems pretty obvious. Yep. So, you know, closer to raw, closer to yep, natural. Makes sense. And enjoy eating with family and friends. Wow. And I think he took back mm. to, uh, you know, his experience in, in because he's got his Ikaria. 100. Yeah, Ikaria, yeah. Thank you because yep. I'd completely forgotten That's and right. pronounced that That's word. Okay. Go again. Or oh, Ikaria in Ikaria, Greece. Yeah, in one Greece. of the five blue zones where centurions are quite abundant. Yep. That's right. And he looked at the diets there and, look, you know, they're good diets, but they're not always great diet yep. and it's a lot more about the social culture mm. and love that goes into food and the community and that whole sense of belongingness that really he felt was the difference between you know someone leading a healthy you know longevity life 
as opposed to someone who might live a long time but, you know, has a pretty sort of shitty health most of the way through. And was that my angle to mention about Sardinia in Italy being one of the other centurions and that sort of similar, very similar lifestyle, which was just nothing biased about me, just another mere fact, Anthony. Just just quoting the facts there. I can understand that. Exactly. Now we move to 59 minutes of some gripping podcast. I would say, now I haven't seen the stats, but surely this has got to be our most listened to podcast it is in the top of two. all time. It's in the top two. It's uh, certainly had the biggest pull in Australia by a long stretch. Uh, and it was it was Wayne Swass, the importance of an authentic mindset to combat clinical depression. Just a little bit of background, I heard Wayne on uh, a local radio network uh, that has a sports channel. He was talking about depression and I was so impressed by that, the way he the way he was very candid and honest about it. We went through a process through a, a common friend of ours, uh, John Simmons, who played AFL with Wayne at the Swans and was able to get Wayne onto the show. And what impressed me from the very start was in our discussions with him about it, he said, you know, Anthony Paul, you just got to be completely frank and candid about this. There's nothing's going to be left behind here. We're gonna, I'm out here to tell my message, tell my story. Yeah. Uh, so we're not going to put anything under rocks here. We're just going to be really honest because we know there's going to be people over there, gonna, people outside are going to listen to this who are going through it, and uh, we want to help them. So this is a, a one great way to help someone by knowing that someone who's been through the highest level of AFL. High profile, great champion, champion footballer, very, very well uh, respected in a, in a sport that's very much known for its macho, blokey Combative, kind of he uses attitudes. the word. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, it was a massive um, barriers that he had to, you know, breakthrough to, to get that message out and just totally courageous. And it was, you know, we were, I think we had a lot of, you know, pauses in yes. there, just, you know, just taking it all in. And he was just, you know, sharing his essence of himself and yep. what, what, what would, must have been an extremely hard thing for him to go through. So anyone, anyone who you might be thinking, uh, listeners out there who has experienced depression, this is a podcast they need to listen to. It's really, and we talked about some take-home messages, and some of his were really simple ones. You know, ask for help. Mm. You know, his concept of not suffering in silence. Where he played AFL for most of his AFL career, 14, 15 years of his AFL career, he suffered from clinical depression, and not many people knew. Only his wife or partner at the time, then his wife, and the medical doctor knew for that, was, and that was it. That so was it. Yeah. his colleagues, his players, all the mates there didn't realise that he was living a different life. People who were very, very close to him, but had, had, maybe they maybe they knew, but certainly had no, or maybe they suspected things, but certainly he never had conversations with them and and, much further down the track. And he actually talked about that fact when he said to, when, when that relief of him actually telling those mates, yes. do you remember that there was two things and he actually came out with something else, Wayne and I did uh, at, a lo- at my old high school, but and he, and he repeated at the high school that. I remember this. He was, yeah, his fear and the response by all of his six friends, four of those were AFL footballers, two were close mates, that one, why didn't you tell us? Yeah, exactly. What took you so long? Why did you I not? You know, been there for you, we're mate. close, you know. Yeah. We're mates. You know, if you're going through this, let's have a chat. And secondly, how you going? Yeah. You know, so at the end of the day, if you're one who's listening to this and this resonates with you, please seek some help. Just go speak to your medical doctor, speak to a friend, speak to a family person, uh, speak to anyone. You can, get, you can get this off your chest to to help you through this process as, as Wayne did. And uh, certainly, you know, our process with him, we've taken him to Ivanhoe Grammar where I went to high school and spoke in front of 800-year, 10, 11, 12 students and the school was so impressed the way he conducted himself and was very honest and the kids 
really appreciate it as well. And the school has a great pastoral and support network around there to help the kids through the through any challenges they have. And it's a great message to get out there to help anyone really who's who's having it who's finding it tough. Absolutely. And we move on from that one to yes. Glenn Williams, uh, life versus work balance. You know, we're talking about this yeah, all the time uh, around the uh, around Christmas. So um, he sort of talked about you know that there's the, the three R's aren't just reading, writing, and arithmetic. Uh, his three R's were responsibility, resilience, and responsiveness. So really, uh, a structure and a way to really understand and to map out this is the life you want to create for yourself, and how can you really get that balance between not you know, I mean we we're, we're passionate people in mm. terms of we love doing what we're doing as chiropractors. We love what we're doing is back chat, uh, but there's other things in life and we have to have that mix right. Yep, that's exactly right. And look, that's probably, uh, if I put my hand up, that's still an area we've got to work a bit at. What yeah. about yourself? Well, I think one thing that, that I got out of that and, and something that I've tried to train myself um, for a long time is leaving behind the baggage. When you're finished with one yep. sort of encounter, whether that be work or family, don't take that to the next one. So yep. to try and have that present time consciousness is, you know, Easily to talk about, but uh, harder to put in practice, but so, so important. Terrific. Now, back chat number 25, we actually went to the US. And I was in France. Well, you know, it's it's tough. You know, there's certain levels of commitment we ask at back chat. There's certain criteria <laughs> we suggest and we uh, put down there as the bottom line requirements. And uh, here we are, Skype recording to the US. And Probably was, late at night for you. It was it? late at night. Yeah. It was <laughs> late and there was a bit of a challenge with the connectivity, so I went in later and I went to turn to my colleague and I'd set a photo of you there, Anthony, next oh, to me. Right. Just oh, a little photo. As I was cycling through the countryside in uh, outside of Dijon, I was thinking just of you. Oh, right. that's right. You were thinking of me. That's right. I got those. I didn't get those messages of those thoughts, but anyway, that's okay. I understand. But look, we, we, had, we had a fascinating conversation with Dr. David Traster, who's a uh, chiropractic neurologist, a term they use in the U.S., specialised in traumatic brain injuries, vestibular disorders and uh, neurodegenerative conditions. And, look, he was fascinated. My, my mother started this. She, we opened up by using her as a case study because she had a, unfortunately had a recent fall at 87 years of age. And uh, he went through some of the things to look at with elderly neurodegenerative conditions, balance issues, and how we can try and look at receptor-type applications to try and help that. Yep. So that was really interesting. And uh, coming back to eyes, proprioception and vestibular function. So, you know, the, looking at the spine, the eyes, the ears, that, through, that, that triad of uh, important brain processing centres that are critical to keep us upright versus uh, falling over every day. Well, it's a great one for chiropractors and other professionals who are interested in understanding more about balance, uh, which, of course, is a problem with elderly people, but not, not just elderly, but our next podcast with Rachel Lane was yeah. all about elderly and it was a kind of a little bit of a different one for us because uh, when I sort of broached this idea with you, Rachel Lane's a good friend of mine, has been for a long, long time. I said, look, you know, Rachel's got this really interesting uh, job. She works a lot in helping people find aged care facilities for, you know, their parents and um, so forth. And we thought, oh, does it have a back chat fit? And the more we sort of talked about it, we said, well, yeah, it absolutely does because it's taking care of health right at the most critical times which is towards the uh the end of life and she was really interesting she was fascinating I, look I, I i must say i wasn't sure when you said it and i trusted your instinct and you're you're on the money she was really interesting about talking about the, the concepts especially in australia i suppose of local challenge with what's called acas and acat uh, type assessments that we need to do for in a, essence we're you know trying to keep 
elderly in the home where they where we possibly can increasing yeah. support structures, which is going through that personally myself. I'm not sure if you're being challenged with that at all. The parents are still younger, so we haven't sort of reached that stage yet. But it's uh, a minefield. It's yeah. a real minefield, and you really learn organically in a way. And look, Rachel's was one which I've actually gone back to myself and listened back to the podcast. And actually spoken to Rachel subsequently because her knowledge is terrific to understand a bit more because uh, uncharted waters for many. And she gave a lot of good practical advice, um, you know, emphasised the importance of making sure that, you know, you dot the legal I's and cross the legal T's. But also, uh, interestingly, when talking about, okay, choosing a nursing home for your parents, you go by the vibe. So to steal the line from uh, the movie, The Castle. So it's still about, you know, that sense of, you know, do you feel as a person, if you're the older person or as the, uh, uh, the, the, the um, adult children, if you're choosing a place for, for, for mum or dad, does this kind of feel right? So you've got to do all the other stuff, which she was very practical and has some great information about, but it's also comes down to just what's going to be, you know, Feed your heart and soul in those uh, very uh, important later years. And do you realise that actually the castle, they're putting a council vote on it tonight, whether there's a developer who wants to pull it down? Oh, really? That's right. So as you speak, I only heard about it 20 minutes ago on the radio on the way home. Okay. And uh, it's been discussed as we speak. So we're yeah. talking the castle, the actual where the where the, the house is near the, the house near, near the, the airport. Yeah. Really, yeah, that's right. And okay. uh, the, I thought that would have been a national monument. Wow, they're pushing very hard to have a uh, overlay that's going to protect it, a heritage overlay on a social cultural ground. Right. Okay. So uh, stay yeah. tuned. See, I thought before you could become an Australian citizen, you actually had to watch the movie. That was a, an essential requirement. <laughs> well, that was why having some Vegemite toast right. at the same time yes. and watching the castle, and then you're in basically okay. easy access. Back chat 27. Now, we've had a series of orthopedic surgeons that have been our batch of uh, candidates that we've interviewed this year, and this was our first one, Mr. Sasha Rossan, who is a foot orthopedic surgeon. And, of course, Mr. as opposed to Doctor, because that's the title for an orthopedic surgeon as opposed to a general practitioner. That's right. Well, in Victoria especially. So, uh, look, there was some fascinating stuff there. We were able to actually go back and compare to a podcast we did earlier with Tony Maserotti where we looked at heel pain and uh, plantar fasciitis from a conservative perspective. Yes. And Sasha took it to the next level of talking from a surgical perspective. I know Sasha in his preparation of the podcast, listened to Tony's one, and uh, put it both together. It was, it was really fascinating. And he was very articulate, wasn't he? He was and had some really interesting things like uh, one of the things I – I think that was when it was first came up about the idea of plasma injections. And MPs, yeah. There, there, sorry. Uh, you know, there, there may be some usefulness for that, and certainly I've had some patients who have had these types of injections into various tendons in the body, but, you know, the, the evidence actually isn't quite there for the, that type of uh, technique yet. So uh, he was a little bit critical of people jumping on board of that particular technique when um, it doesn't quite have the evidence base. Very yet. interesting to hear a different feel, talk ah, about this sort of concept. Completely, completely. And uh, other red flags he talked about and risk-benefit ratios. And I remember asking him, hey, it's, a, it's a great question to ask when you're, you've got a desk between you and a surgeon. And you're asking that sort of key question, if we're going to have surgery, what's the numbers? That's where the metrics line are they yeah. for me, against me? Yeah. Obviously, the gravity of the reason for the surgery would dictate a lot of what one needs to do. But it's an interesting one to get inside of what he thought about the, sort of the, the criteria that he uses to, to make those sort of decisions and even things like informed consent that are important when we're crossing those lines of having surgery. So I think it was a really completely whole-rounded type podcast. 
but also obviously hot on the subject matter of, of foot problems. So it was excellent. And we were staying in the medical field because the next podcast with with your colleague of yours just down the road, I think, yeah, right, yeah, from Terrence, you, yeah. uh, Dr. Terence Heng. It is Heng that we pronounce. Yeah, that that's correct. Yeah. Uh, so uh, neuromusculoskeletal GP, and again, you know, this is talking about well, when does conservative, as is chiropractic or manual therapy, physiotherapy, etc. When is when is that work and when is we do we need to go to the next uh, um, stage? And of course, he's particularly interesting, and he's not the only one that um, we interviewed in 2016 who happens to also be a chiropractor. That's right. So dual. That's right. Yes, we're another one coming up shortly. Haven't we? exactly. So and look, Ter- Terence is very eloquent, and look, he's. I mean, all our practitioners that come in our practice spend time in his place to see fantastic bedside man. He spends good time with patients. Uh, loves difficult confronting cases and has a great bedside manner with his with his patients. So his three take home message was were in terms of and, and again we're talking about that those real you know recalcitrant problem Chronic, issues. Yep, you know yep. these, these aren't the simple things that you know if you visit some bang 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 and we're all so much better. These are the real difficult long term chronic things. And he went back to the basics of you know needing an accurate diagnosis. And of course, there might be more than one thing going on there. Whether it's a uh, an emotional link to it, and most people who have had chronic pain will have some level of um, you know emotional uh, issues associated with that pain. Uh, the importance of a, 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 a trial of care. Some people who are you know who have had problems for a long time try a tiny bit of this, a little bit of that without actually necessarily following through. So he wasn't uh, – if someone said, yes, they've had care for this, but if they haven't actually followed it through, then maybe that's something they need to follow through to have a proper trial of care. And finally, um, you know, he, he also um, emphasised the importance of using evidence-based approach to care. So, you know, does the research support what I'm doing? Interesting. Now we moved on to back chat number 29 with Varsha Bikka, who's a physiotherapist specialising in – Urinary incontinence management. That was different too, wasn't it? Of course. So, you know, very common problem, not just with, um, you know, postpartum women. So obviously that's probably the biggest demographic, you know, women who have given birth to children have a pelvic floor that's not as strong as it used to be, but also men who have had uh, prostate surgery. That's another big group where incontinence is an issue. Yes. And, you know, talking about some of the things you said strategy-wise regards pelvic, pelvic floor muscles and assessments of with pelvic floor and signs and symptoms that we need to look out for risks and then some management strategies so look it was a totally different sort of podcast but very relevant and you know there's, there's a lot of stigma associated with this condition so I mean, it was good to get to that uh talk about that specific issue yeah and just also the way she described or the way she related to, to patients in terms of how to switch your pelvic floor on Okay. Yeah. Go, yeah. Go ahead, yeah. Anthony. Keep so, going. Now I'm just. You know what? I'm. I, you know when you start to say a sentence and you think that. Come on, Paul. <laughs> you're I, looking. I, I need you're to looking. do something. This is where you need to come in. Yes. But it was something about squashing something, and that's another one that we're going to have to. Well, is it the? We were in another seminar. We talked about the walnut. The walnut between the buttocks. The butt yeah. That, yeah. That, that's, been, that's our gluteus maximus activation. Exactly. It wasn't quite that one. Oh, as you know, the guys. It was something like. Lifting and you know we're just uh, going to be a little bit. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm bit ready. I'm, I'm a bit nervous. Was it something going? like you know lift your balls from the floor or was something like that. <laughs> I, I'm really interested. I have to go back to that one now and listen to it again. I, was, I do yes. remember there was a little. I think oh that's a good way to explain it. You know, <laughs> well that's your homework. Yeah, and, that's my uh, homework. We'll need to do, declare that for next time. Yeah, the next one we were. I was again on location, that's but right. this time involved 
So normally, just for our back chat listeners, normally we're sitting in um, Paul's lovely um, studio. Studio. <laughs> we're going to call it a studio. A studio okay. room, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. I look around. There's a bit of, fair bit of wine up there, actually, <laughs> Paul. Right. So yeah. you remember that alcohol tip from Damien Christos. That's so. right. Moderation, of course. Yeah. I'm looking out. I'm seeing, you know, it's a, it's a lovely view. I, not a single car has gone past. I'm seeing lots of trees and lots of green. Mm. And it's, a, you know, a calm, balmy night. But I tell you, it just wasn't like the view I had <laughs> with David Delaharp on the seventh floor at Epworth, MCG, <sighs> city, expansive windows. My goodness, what a great office yes, that was. To no, that's so good. Look, you, and you, I was on location. I you pedaled over there, didn't you? You pedaled over there, didn't you? Oh, park? no, not that day. No, I, I thought, like you know, it. visiting... You know, North Peaks. No, exactly. I better look. I don't want to turn up all sweaty with and my pink, helmet and uh, pink lycra. lycra. Yeah, no, that yeah work working with lycra there is not a good look. But um, also, David Delaharp is also a. He's another chiropractor. Another chiropractor. Yeah, well, he's so. the first chiropractor and only chiropractor. I think he's an, he's an orthopedic surgeon, right. my understanding. Might be, might be. So he Super has the first one. So he has an interesting background. And what I thought was fascinating is that he's one of the few people that do um, manipulation under anaesthetic. Yep, MUA. So, yep. Um, so that's not something that's done a lot. And I'm sure there are very few orthopedic surgeons that are out there that would do those sorts of things. So for certain types of facet problems, so those little joints at the back of the spine, um, you know, he is able to do those things. And, and his three uh, take home points surgery, last resort. Yes. Very, very important. He's, his conversations with patients are about how can I stop this person having surgery almost. That's, that's, that's the stance that he takes. Um, number two, it's not going to fix everything. You know, surgery has limitations. People often think, well, it's going to be the panacea. I've tried everything else. I'll just do surgery because I know that'll work. Mm, it might, but it might not. And it gets back to, again, realistic expectations. He wasn't so keen and, and felt that, you know, the disc replacement surgeries that seemed to have a lot of promise a couple of years ago, he wasn't keen on that and felt that that, that they haven't quite delivered the um, type of results that some of the research or some of the people who are pushing that forward might have been um, uh, might have been thinking. But, uh, but yeah, really interesting. No, it's interesting. fascinating, wasn't it? Yes, and certainly eminent in his field over a, minute, over a long time period. So great privilege for Backchat to interview uh, Mr. Delahart. The next second last podcast for this year was with Krista Burns, uh, an American chiropractor based in Italy. Yes, yes, she discussed better posture for brighter futures. And there's, there's some interesting concepts here: digital dementia. Yes, I love that. You I like, love the, that. I like yeah, that terminology. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I hadn't good. heard that one before. But no. she's a, she's a bright spark, um, Krista. You know, she's. Um, you know, comes from a, a, a very sporty background. I think she was skiing for the on the American an elite, yeah, uh, elite, yep. you know, uh, level skiing, and uh, and knows her neurology very very well. And look, you know, there is a she has the you know with um uh, with her partner Mark has that the Posture Institute. Yes, and you know it's a little bit more than just sitting up straight. But you know what? When you get back to it, you know, sometimes the basics are the key. There's a lot of neurology behind it. And there's a lot of, you know, brain activation and all those sorts of things, but posture is important was the real message you was driving home there. But I've got to ask you one question, Anthony, and this is a very important question. Okay. You know, now, on the wellness couch, you know, a year back, uh, the first time we were there, 
you did a lot of preparation with your gangster rapping <laughs> on stage. And how how did you weave in Shakespeare uh, versus the gangster rapper well, and how that's related to points? You know, I just don't know. That wasn't in any discussions we had in, in our preparation that we do every time on Back Chat. No, it wasn't, Nothing, it wasn't in the running you, sheet. You slimed that in there and then we had to talk about the fact that you were doing that dance on stage in front of 900 people. Well, I was trying to upstage her digital dementia by throwing in the gangster rapper. <laughs> Shakespearean posture, but anyway, I, I think that might be. She might take that now. And listeners will just have to tune in and re, re-listen to Krista and us again just to hear more about that. Fantastic. And rounding off the year, yes. finished with a chiropractor who has a particular specialty in TMJ disorders, and reminded us that when people come up and they say, "I've got a TMJ," and of course, for our <laughs> listeners, let's just remind. Uh, TMJ is temporomandibular joint or the jaw. Yep. So you don't have a – if it's sore or if there's a problem, uh, you don't have a TMJ, you have a TMD. Yeah, you have right. a temporomandibular dysfunction. dysfunction. Yes. That's it. So Russell was really good. You know, he's a very interesting guy and um, he's, you know, one of my uh, chiropractic neighbours just in the in – the, well, in fact, in the same suburb yep. as me, just the other end of the suburb. So um, – and does a lot of great work with um, – temporomandibular disorder and one of the things I really loved about uh, his was his uh, one of his take-home messages because a lot of jaw problems what, what, what would you see as being or what do you remember from our conversation what causes a lot of jaw or problems bruxism in the sense of that or, absolutely yeah. grinding teeth yeah, stress right. you know yeah. no, no, no. and he was reminding us about ways in which we could relax the jaw and so basically that is lips together yep breathe through the nose teeth not touching and the tongue resting gently on the roof of the mouth in the mm, or the end end position. position right and so you know as soon as he's going through that you and I were making all different mm. facial expressions <laughs> to one another trying to uh, work that out but um, <laughs> like it wasn't a visual that's okay but yeah. yes that so that was really I think very useful and I've actually used that quite a bit with um, patients, my yeah. patients who yeah. have TMJ or or, or bruxism issues T- TMD TMD so there you oh, go oh Anthony God. Couldn't Gee, get away you're from it. Away. There you go. Falling in the trap again. TMJ problem. Not a TMJ problem. That's right. Not a TMJ. He was also talking about, you know, once again, the importance of mindfulness. That you know that these physical disorders often have a stress overlay a lot, and, and uh, you know, TMD is certainly one of those. And also to, you know, if you're not, if you have these sorts of problems and you're not getting results, look more broadly for for other solutions. Fantastic. Well, Anthony, it comes down to this. What was your most favourite podcast for this year? You know what? I always think that it's unfair to do this because there were so many, you know, they're all winners out there, Paul. We pay you the big bucks, Anthony, to make decisions here, right? (laughs) So it's unfair, but you've got to put it on the line. I'm going to say I think we're both going to say the same one. Okay. And because I think we're both going to say the same one, I'm going to say a different one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me get my head around that and think, but I'll let you say what you think first because I've invited you. I I think um, there was two. Okay. And I'll say the one that you're not going to say. Uh, I think Damien Christoph was fantastic. Just chunky, chunky, every little bit that he said, oh, that was great. Oh, that was great. Yeah. Oh, I've got to remember that. I've got to write down that. Yeah. I've got a patient who I should speak to about that. I should start applying that in my life. So lots of chunky stuff. And as we said before, you know, rounded it all off at the end with saying, don't stress about this. That's right. so, uh, <laughs> Go so, back to mindfulness, yeah, right? We talk so, about so, mindfulness. So that's, I'm going to put that one down as my uh, 
number one for 2016. Excellent. And Paul? Well, look, for me it was number 23. So the one with Wayne Swass really, uh, you know, there's there's times in your life when you, you, when you think you were part of something a little bit special. Yeah. And uh, we were only part of it. That's this not... Upstage, up, upsell up us because we were just we were just the the conduit getting the message out. But just in that that one hour, I thought to myself, that was really special. That was just a real pleasure and honour to listen to someone who was just being so honest about it and the impacts that that would have amongst many people. And that's really why we're doing back chat. You know, it's it's great fun. We en- really enjoy the banter and the preparations and. I mean, I just still can't believe how much I've learned just being on this side of the fence yeah. with some of the most talented people in the world, you know, and we, we're not we're meaning that with the, with the number of people we've seen now, over 32 podcasts, well, I some think amazing the one, people. The one thing with that podcast was that, you know, we're always, you know, keeping to time, being aware. We, we yes. really lost ourselves. I yeah, think, we that did, one. It's we? like, my goodness, look, we're, we've, we've nearly gone an hour here. This is for a half-hour show. In fact, we've gone over time today anyway, but uh, <laughs> that's all right. We're just, however, we're organic here. But that was, yeah, certainly um, a very moving podcast, that one. Excellent. So let's wish our listeners a happy new year. Happy 2017. We've got lots of uh, good podcasts already lined up and looking forward to speaking to some uh, great people. So hopefully we'll just keep rolling them on through. Excellent. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, well Thank done, you very much. I really enjoyed it. it good, good job. Fun. Well done. Excellent. To stay abreast with updates with Backchat, please go to our Facebook page, www.facebook.com forward slash Backchat Podcast. All relevant website links of today's podcast will be in our Backchat Podcast Facebook page. If you like this show, please leave a five-star rating on iTunes. We leave you with one thought. Be the best at what you do and you will grow and inspire others around you. We look forward to catching up with you on our next Backchat podcast. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.